You're listening to Off the Clock Sports. Off the Clock Sports. The weekly show where you'll hear the best insights on all the latest in sports. Here's your host, Brandon Cook. Brandon Cook. All right, I'm just going to come out and say this because this needs to be said. Something needs to be said about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky is the current starting quarterback for Mike Tomlin's Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitch Trubisky is a former second overall pick. Mitch Trubisky was the first quarterback drafted in the 2017 draft ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback that the Chicago Bears franchise once deemed their franchise quarterback for the next decade. He then went to Buffalo to back up Josh Allen, now finds himself as the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, now finds himself currently 1-2 as the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2022 NFL season. Mitch Trubisky, currently through three starts, has 569 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interceptions, completing 60% of his passes, and has a quarterback rating of 77.6. He is in a division with Lamar Jackson, a suspended Deshaun Watson, and a Bengals team that isn't quite sure what the hell they're doing right now. Here's how Mitch Trubisky's 2022 season has gone. He beat the Cincinnati Bengals, who are the defending AFC champions. He has lost to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots and now has lost to Kevin Stefanski's Cleveland Browns, led by Jacoby Brissett. He lost 29-17 last night to a Cleveland Browns team that is without their franchise quarterback for 11 games due to suspension. He lost to Bill Belichick's New England Patriots last week at 17-14, a team that nobody is giving a chance in hell to go on a deep playoff run. He also, lost, he also barely squeaked out a win against the Cincinnati Bengals. And while you might compliment his win against the Cincinnati Bengals saying he defeated Joe Burrow, I would counter with how many times is he going to face the Cincinnati Bengals where Joe Burrow is going to throw four interceptions? Not many. If I was a betting man, not many times. I would bet that when they play again later in the season, Joe Burrow is not going to throw four interceptions against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would bet my life on it. Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback of the Steelers. He currently sits in front of Kenny Pickett, who was the 20th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft out of Pitt. Mike Tomlin needs to decide here soon because I'm watching these football games. I watched the game against the Patriots. I flipped back and forth between the game of the Bengals, and I watched last night's Thursday Night Football. There's nothing there. There's nothing there for Mitch Trubisky to convince me that he should remain in the starting position. There's nothing there that would tell me that things are going to get better. If history shows anything, it tells us that Mitch Trubisky is what he is. He's a way below average quarterback who can fill in if he needs to, but anything else is asking too much of him. And if the Steelers want any chance to have a glimpse of hope for the future... If they want to turn the page now and look ahead to 2023 and 2024 to see what they have in a young quarterback like Kenny Pickett, this would be the week to do it. Because if you don't do it this week, I think you're not going to do it until your bye week later in the season. You have 10 days now until your next football game. If Mike Tomlin was going to make a move, Mike Tomlin, a Hall of Fame head coach, 
Now's the time. Now is that moment. Now you make that decision that you're not going to settle for mediocre. You're not going to settle for anything but greatness. And that you're going to push forward and try to move along and give your fans and the team some hope that there are brighter days ahead after Ben Roethlisberger just hung up the cleats last spring. Mitch Trubisky ain't going to do that for you. He ain't going to give you hope. He's not going to go above and beyond and win you a football game. He's going to do what he does. He's going to go in. He's going to be a placeholder. He's going to give you below average quarterback play. I mean, watch that game last night. Anything in that Browns game who has Jacoby Brissett. I looked at Jacoby Brissett and I'm like, he's better than what Mitch Trubisky is. And the Browns never considered starting him at quarterback until they found out they were going to have Deshaun Watson for the first half of the season. There is no team in football that would start Jacoby Brissett as their QB1 if they did not have to. And he outperformed Mitch Trubisky convincingly last night on Thursday Night Football. Convincingly outperformed him. So if you're Mike Tomlin with a first-round pick on your bench, what are you doing? What are we waiting for? I understand he's young. I understand the whole thing, sit and learn. I understand you like to have your young quarterback groom into that role. But why not see what you have? If you still had Ben Roethlisberger, I would say, okay, fine. Give Ben that respect. Give a two-time Super Bowl champion, a future Hall of Famer, one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the 12 greatest quarterbacks of all time, wherever you want to put Ben in your all-time list. Give him that respect that he deserves and say, okay, Kenny Pickett, we're going to let Ben finish this season out. We're going to roll into 2023. Ben's going to retire. You're QB1. Let's go. But you don't have that. You don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback in front of him. You have a placeholder who is a below-average quarterback at best. Give your fans hope. Let the team around you have hope that they can win a football game. I'm telling you right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers players are going to go into every week saying, we don't have a chance in hell to win this football game because Mitchell Trubisky's our quarterback. Pretty great start to a season for the Miami Dolphins, I'd say. I did not envision this start for the Miami Dolphins. I did not envision a 2-0 start with Mike McDaniel as their new head coach. I did not envision Tua Tungavailoa going into week three, leading the NFL in passing yards. I did not envision Tua having seven touchdown passes through the first two games or leading a huge comeback against a team like Baltimore, who I thought was going to be a Super Bowl contender this year, and I still think will be. I didn't envision Tua having a six-touchdown game. I did not envision him leading them to a comeback win to go 2-0. I didn't envision Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill getting off to this hot of a start where both nearly had 200 receiving yards the other day. I did not envision that. And I have quickly changed my thing where I thought Miami was a bubble team at the start of the year. I thought they could contend for a wild card and hope to get into the playoffs. But now as they play the Bills this weekend, I look at the Dolphins quite differently. I look at a Dolphins team with numerous weapons, with a good defense, and seem to be ha- seem to be very well coached now, and a coach that is willing to go for it on fourth down and be aggressive throughout a football game. I look at the Dolphins as a team that could be a serious threat in the AFC, and I wonder the result this weekend against the Bills. I'm going to favor the Bills this weekend in a game against the Dolphins. However, this is a measuring stick for the Dolphins. This is a game for the Dolphins to look and realize what kind of a football team they are. 
are the Dolphins a Super Bowl contender or are they a Super Bowl pretender? And these are the games right here that are going to tell them just who they are. I know it's only week three, but even if you lose to Buffalo, here's best case scenario. You knock off the Bills. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have a good game. Mike Kosicki makes a couple catches. The running game gets going. The defense makes some stops. Tua has a good game. And the Dolphins squeak out a win. Here's what I would hope as a Dolphins fan. If I were a Dolphins fan, here's what I would hope would be worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, obviously you get blown out. The Bills are the Bills. The offense is electric and, you know, it's a 41-17 game. But here's what I would hope for worst case scenario if I were a Dolphins fan. I would hope that Tua plays well. I would hope that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle makes a few explosive plays. Where they make a where the Tua makes a pass to Tyreek Hill, makes the catch, and gets about 20 to 30 yards after the catch. Hopefully Jalen Waddle can have 100 yards receiving. Hopefully one of them can get a touchdown. Mike Kosicki can move the chains a few times. Hopefully you can have a decent running game. And maybe even worst case scenario, the Bills beat you like 35-31. Because if Buffalo beats Miami 35-31, here's what's going to be talked about on Monday morning. It's going to be the Bills are the Bills. The offense is electric. Josh Allen's a legitimate MVP candidate. They're a Super Bowl contender. They're going to go on a deep playoff run, and they're playing for home field. On the other side, the conversation is going to be Miami's real. The Dolphins can win. The Dolphins can win playoff games, and they are a good team, and they might give the Bills a run for their money later in the year. And maybe if they compete with the Bills and go toe-to-toe, and it comes down to late in the fourth quarter, they could be anyone in their way. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, with their speed and with Tua not turning the ball over and with the defense making stops against a quarterback like Josh Allen, the conversation about the Dolphins is going to be they can play with anyone and they can beat anyone. If they play their best game and they put their their feet into the dirt and they go for it, this is a team to be on the lookout. And as they head into Sunday to play the Buffalo Bills in an AFC East matchup 2-0, this is a measuring stick game for the Dolphins. Can they play with the big boys? Yes or no? We're going to find out Sunday afternoon. Two must-win games this weekend. Two must-win games. One, the Raiders need to beat the Titans. Two, the Bengals have to beat the Jets. Have to beat the Jets. If the Raiders lose to the Titans on Sunday, if the Raiders lose to the Titans, their season is over. And they will not make the playoffs. Okay? I know that's really probably a bold take at 0-3 with, with 15 or 14 games left in the season. But... In the AFC West at 0-3, they're in big trouble. Because the Chiefs and the Chargers are going to be hot till the end of the year. I think the Broncos are going to get it going with Russell Wilson. I don't think I have to give Derek Carr the respect that other people are giving him. Because quite frankly, he hasn't earned that respect in my opinion. He's been a good quarterback throughout his career. He is not a great quarterback. They paid him a lot of money. They gave up a lot for Devontae Adams. They brought in maybe the most highly touted offensive coordinator in football, Josh McDaniels, to be their head coach. And they brought in a general manager off Bill Belichick's staff. 
this Raiders team was predicted to win the AFC West. They were predicted to be better than the Chargers, better than the Chiefs. They were supposed to be better than the Broncos. Right now, they are not even close to that. The Chiefs are miles ahead of the Raiders. The Chargers are miles ahead of the Raiders. And the Broncos have actually... Crazy story here. The Broncos have actually won a football game this year. So if the Raiders go 0-3... Forget the Titans. Who cares about the Titans? They're in a weaker division. They got the Jaguars... And they got the Texans in their division. The Titans might at 0-3 be able to make up some ground there. Not convinced that the Jaguars are a good team yet. I think they will be. I picked them to finish second in the division. Not convinced yet that they're a good football team. And I don't think the Texans are a good football team. So the Titans might be able to make up some ground in the AFC South. If the Raiders go 0-3 in the AFC West, sound the alarm. Because they are in deep trouble. If the Raiders go 0-3, their season is over to me. And if the Bengals go 0-3, if the Bengals go 0-3, sound the alarm as well. Because at 0-3 with a loss to Joe Flacco and the Jets, and I know Joe Flacco is playing pretty good football. Sort of looks like Baltimore Joe Flacco through the first two weeks. But if the Bengals go 0-3, sound the alarm as well. Because the Ravens, I think, are going to run away with that division if the Bengals are 0-3. And if the Browns are able to still win some football games, if the Browns can get two or three more wins before Week 13 against the Texans, they're going to be a team to look out for later in the season. Because Week 13, they're going to get Deshaun Watson back. And then if they're ahead of the Bengals in the standings and they activate Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a really rough year in Cincinnati. And which is so upsetting because Cincinnati was such a big story last year. Finally, the Bengals, after years of frustration, were good, made the playoffs. They had their franchise quarterback. They have a number one receiver. They have a really good running game. They have a young head coach, and the defense was improved. The offensive line is still trash. They actually spent money on a broken product. Like It's almost like you went into a store, and you were looking at a computer. A $1,000 computer. $1,000 computer was in good shape. Not good, not bad, but in, in okay shape. You instead bought the $1,500 computer with a cracked screen and a broken keyboard. That's essentially what the Cincinnati Bengals did with their offensive line. They had the $1,000 computer, and then they bought the $1,500 computer that was broken. Their offensive line is worse than it was last year. Their offensive, Joe Burrow's on pace to be sacked double the amount of times he was last year. And we all thought he was getting crushed last year. 0-3 against the Jets, sound the alarm. Because I think the Ravens are going to beat the Patriots. We'll get them to 2-1. The The Browns are 2-1 right now. And if the Steelers, like I talked about earlier, go to Kenny Pickett, you might see some improvement there. 0-3 for the Bengals, that's a huge hole. And I know they got Joe Burrow, who's one of the five or six best quarterbacks in football. Jamar Chase is one of the five best receivers, and Joe Mixon is a very, very good running back. With that offensive line, as big of a liability as it is, 0-3 is suicide. If the Raiders and the Bengals are 0-3, sound the alarm on the 2022 season. All right, time for some Week 3 predictions here. Let's start with Baltimore traveling to Foxborough to face the Patriots. It kills me to say this, but I think the Patriots are going to fall to 1-2. and two. I think Lamar Jackson has a good game. He's been injured this week. I think he has a fine game. 
I think the Patriots' defense kind of holds them in it until the mid-fourth quarter, but I do think the Ravens get this one. I go 27-21 Ravens. Minnesota hosting the Lions. The Lions are an improved team this year. Dan Campbell seems to have a group that wants to play for each other, wants to play hard every game. I ultimately think that that Minnesota offense is going to be too much for the Lions. I got 35-24 Vikings over the Lions. Panthers and Saints. Ready for this one? Saints, 24. Panthers, 14. If the Panthers fall to 0-3 against the Saints, look for a coaching change Monday or Tuesday. I think Matt Rule at 0-3, shown the door Monday or Tuesday. I don't think he survives an 0-3 start. Could be wrong on that, but with the, you remember last year, the owner said he regrets Matt Rule's contract. He regrets giving him a seven-year, $60 million contract. 0-3, after they just traded for Baker Mayfield to try and improve, and they fall to 0-3. Remember the comments last year. Regret the contract. He went into the season as one of the coaches on the hot seat on this podcast and on others. I think at 0-3, Matt Rule shown the door Monday or Tuesday. Watch for that. Saints get the win here. Texans at Bears. I'm going to go 27-20 for the Texans. I think they beat the Bears at Soldier Field. Bears fall to 1-2. and two. Chiefs going to Indianapolis to face Matt Ryan and the Colts. I think the Chiefs win this one 35-21. Colts fall to 0-3. If the Colts want any shot here, they got to get Jonathan Taylor involved. He had a good week one. Week two, not so much. they got to get him going again. Carson Wentz and the Commanders hosting his former team, Philadelphia. I got Philadelphia 28, Commanders 24. I think Carson Wentz is going to be out to prove a point that the Eagles made a mistake letting him go, that they made a mistake going to Jalen Hurts. I think Carson Wentz has a good game, but I don't think it's good enough to knock off his former team. I think Jalen Hurts outduels him. I think Nick Sirianni outcoaches Ron Rivera. I got the Eagles winning this one against their former second overall quarterback. Buffalo at Miami, 35-31 Bills. This is a measuring stick game like I talked about earlier for the Dolphins. Can they compete with the big boys? Maybe they win. If they win, that's huge. And then they are in the driver's seat in the AFC East. But they got to play their best football game of the season this Sunday at home against the Bills because it doesn't get any easier when they have to go to Buffalo later in the season. But I got Josh Allen out doing the Tua. That's going to be the difference at the quarterback position in this game. 35-31 Buffalo. Bengals at Jets. I got 35-21 Bengals. I think the Bengals saved their season. They don't fall to 0-3. I think they get to 1-2. and I think Joe Burrow's going to get the guys ready to go. I think they're going to play a good game. I think Joe Mixon has a big day. I think Jamar Chase has a big day. And I think Joe Burrow and that offense saves the season. They get the one and two right there in the mix in the AFC North early on. Raiders at Titans. I think the Raiders get this one. I think they go to one and two and they don't fall to 0-3. I think the Titans fall to 0-3. I like the Raiders roster across the board better than I like the Titans, except for the running back position. Derek Carr outduels Ryan Tannehill. I think the Raiders pull this one off. Jaguars at Chargers. I like what I see from the Jaguars early in this season. I picked them to finish second in that division behind Indianapolis, although I don't love my Indy pick right now as I think they're going to be 0-3 this weekend. However, I think the Chargers are going to knock off the Jaguars this weekend. I got 38-27 to Chargers over the Jaguars. Falcons at Seahawks, 20-17 to Falcons in Seattle. Rams at Cardinals. I think the Rams win this one 28-24. I want to see a little more from that Rams defense. They got to be better. They had a rough game against Marcus Mariota last week, and they had a horrendous week one against Josh Allen. 
But I look for the Rams' defense to improve. I got 28-24 Rams over their division rival Cardinals. Packers at Buccaneers. Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette have to have huge impacts in this game. I think whoever has the better game running the football will ultimately win this game on the weekend because there's a lot of injuries on Tampa Bay's receiving core, and Aaron Rodgers is very limited with weapons. But I do have the Buccaneers going 31-27, getting to 3-0. I think the Tampa defense ultimately will make the biggest stop later in the game. They have the best defense in football through two weeks. I think the Buccaneers 31, Packers 27. 49ers, I believe, will knock off the Broncos on Sunday night football. I got 30-24, 49ers. I think Russell Wilson and the offense improved, but I don't think it's enough against that loaded San Francisco defense. And then finally, Monday night football, Cowboys at Giants. I got 21-17 Cowboys. Cooper Rush, I think, has a decent game. I think they run the ball effectively. I think that Mika Parsons has a huge day with Daniel Jones. 21-17 Cowboys. Those are my week three predictions for the NFL.